Hello and welcome to interviews number two. Today I am in Cambodia with Celia Boyd, the founder and managing director of She Investment, a social enterprise supporting women in the country. Hi Celia, thank Hello. you very much for joining. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Please tell us <laughs> a little bit more about your business. <clears throat> so She is um, a social enterprise. We are the first and only um, business incubator and accelerator in Cambodia that is specifically tailored um, for Cambodian women. Okay. Hmm. And so why did you decide to create She? Um, so we created She because uh, we saw a very clear problem and a gap that wasn't being filled in the market, which I think is probably the best reason to start any business. Mm -hmm. um, so we saw that there was a lot of microfinance, there was a lot of support with um, women with larger businesses or businesses that were larger, I should say, a lot of impact investment starting to happen, but there was a very clear gap in terms of supporting women who had a micro enterprise to scale up to bridge the gender gap in the SME sector. Because at the moment, uh, more than 80% of small businesses are owned by men. So what we okay. saw was that we needed to scale women's businesses up so that they were larger, more profitable, and there was more of a gender balance in that yeah, small to medium enterprise. Very interesting. And when, when did you start She Investments? So we, we launched our first program at the beginning of 2015. Okay. Uh, and we did about 18 months of research and planning and um, everything before that. Did you okay. know, a crowdfunding campaign for our first program and uh, a lot of preparation before actually coming to Cambodia and then running the first one in 2015. Nice. So you're an entrepreneur. And uh, there's a question I always love to ask is mm -hmm. why, and uh, sorry, when did you know that you would be an entrepreneur? Um, so I, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I don't, it happened kind of by accident. Um, we, I think if there had been someone doing this already, we would have supported them. Um, we would have found some way to maybe fundraise for them or to, you know, support them in some way um, or, you know, just left it alone. But because we saw a very obvious gap in mm -hmm. services um, that there was a great need for and that wasn't being filled, we saw an opportunity. And so we started something, I think, probably without really realizing what it meant to start a business and how much that would kind of take over our lives. Um, and after we had started it, um, after that, I think I started to think of myself as an entrepreneur once I'd started to start other businesses after that, because I think starting a business, is, it's kind of like getting a tattoo. It's mm -hmm. kind of addictive. Mm -hmm. So once you start one and you realize um, you get that kind of excitement with a new idea, then they start to happen more often. And mm -hmm. I think that's when I started to realize like, okay, I think this is what I'm good at and this is what I want to do is start businesses and this is kind of what keeps me going. Okay. So, hmm. and, on, and on a daily basis, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? You know, what is good, what is, what is bad about it? I think the good part is being your own boss. Um, yeah. I think entrepreneurs uh, typically would make really bad employees um, because they like to make decisions or they like to be in a decision-making role. Um, they often kind of think that they know best about certain things. So it's, it's really good to have the flexibility and to be your own boss. And I think that's what I love most. Um, but then there's definitely a lot of things that, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily bad things, but I suppose it depends how you manage them. Mm -hmm. But I think entrepreneurs have the tendency to like their business becomes their identity and their life. And so I think that 
um, you put so much more time and energy into something if it's yours and you started it than you would if you had kind of a nine to five job and you could you could leave your job and leave work at work whereas when you're an entrepreneur you can't really do that mm -hmm. so i think that's probably the hardest part is you never leave work it's always yeah, there yeah. and it's, always spend time thinking about it yes yeah, it's yeah. just always you, you can't really takes a long time and a lot of discipline to create boundaries mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people go through burnout before they realize how to do that mm -hmm. or when to do that so that's, that's interesting mm. so were you an employee before I was yes ah, like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly okay it what what I find what I found with me is like what you said about this this freedom when I wasn't when I was an employee I was I, I, I worked for great uh, people I worked for great for great companies but I reached a point where I was kind of fed up having a boss. Mm. And I really needed to be my, my own boss mm. you know, because it's not your own thing. You can't make those decisions that you yeah. really want to do. You can't take risk. Yeah. Because you have staff, you have you have you are accountable to your to the shareholders. Yeah. And you can't really you can't really move forward with this great idea that you mm. have. But the only way to see if it's gonna work is by testing by testing it. For sure, and I think like I think that's one thing that sets uh, business owners apart is that they're naturally kind of risk takers. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so if they're working for an organization that they think, you know, could be taking certain risks or making certain decisions, then it can be really, really frustrating to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I started off being um, an employee before moving to working remotely and doing freelance. And I really loved the freedom that that provided. Mm -hmm. And even though I was working for people, I was making some, dis I had a lot of autonomy. And I think that's kind of where I started to realize that that was the kind of job that I wanted to have, something that had flexibility and freedom and autonomy. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm completely with you. Completely with you on that. <laughs> so what do you spend your day doing? What are your responsibilities? Um, so I'm, it's a lot better now. Um, I think when we first started, uh, I was like in the business um, with every business that um, I've started or I've co-founded when it when it those first kind of six months one year I'm very much in it um, so when I started the cafe I was like literally in there serving the customers every day and then running back upstairs to manage my team <coughs> at she mm -hmm. um, during the, those first couples of couple of years at she um, I did you know, we all did everything like a typical startup when you've only got three, four, five people, you all, you're the marketing manager, mm -hmm. the fundraiser, the strategic person, like the accountant, everything. Um, and that's really hard because um, nobody is good at everything. And so you find yourself doing things that you're not necessarily that talented at or naturally come to you. Um, and so now it's things are a lot better because I have an actual team. Mm -hmm. So I'm very lucky. We have 15 people at She now, and um, that means that I have someone who does marketing. I have someone who does comms. We have a whole programs team that actually delivers all of our programs, and they're all my women. Um, and so my job now is, um, particularly from 2018, I've stepped into the role that I really should be doing mm -hmm. as as the leader of an organisation, and that <laughs> is essentially around um, leading, building a team, and leading a team. Um, business development and strategy. That's oh, what I do. Okay. Yeah. Strategy is an, is an interesting uh, topic. I would like to, uh, to talk a little bit more about it. Tell me, what does it mean to have a good strategy? Um, 
I, th I think so from my, I guess everyone has a looks at a different way um, I personally think that entrepreneurs are like ideas people and they're really really good at ha thinking of this big scary goal or this big idea um, and then the strategy is essentially the plan as to how to put that mm -hmm. those steps in place to achieve that um, and a lot of people they need other people around them to actually help them with that because entrepreneurs are big idea thinkers and then they need to have a team that can actually say okay that's a nice idea but how are we going to physically make this happen and how are we going to do it so a strategy is um, you know those smaller goals that will help you to achieve that much longer term vision yeah I agree mm. I agree with you with you with your definition and when you talk when you talk about goals one one mistake that people usually make is that they forget to evaluate the goals because you can have a strategy mm. in place, you have, you have your plan, you know where you're going, uh, but how do you know when you reach your destination? Yeah. You know? So do you have KPIs to measure the success of your strategy? And can you talk a little, yeah. bit, a little bit about, about them? We do, and I think um, that's probably been a real turning point for us is when we actually started to implement those KPIs because previously we were very much a startup. Mm -hmm. um, and we were just kind of like, let's pilot this and see if it works and hopefully we can keep it going and earn a salary one day. Um, <clears throat> but once we got to the point where we're about two and a half, three years old as a company, we said, okay, um, we have to have a real strategy in place and not, you know, the typical 50 page business plan that you create <laughs> and no one ever looks at again, yeah. which we've all, we've all got. Um, we now have a two page strategy our two-page wow. business plan and it's essentially just a list of our like our 10-year vision and then it's broken down into um, our three-year one-year and three-month KPIs and they all have to be measurable mm -hmm. um, and achievable um, and we have a quarterly management meeting to see how we're going and we also list the key issues that we have to tick off on that as well so um, we, we set big goals, like our, our three-year goals are kind of quite intimidating and like scammy, but our quarterly goals are much more achievable. Um, they're still big, but we find it that every time we have these quarterly meetings, we're also ticking off those goals a lot. And that kind of really keeps the momentum going and keeps our motivation going as well, because you have to be able to see that you're achieving things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, everything, you just keep saying, oh, we'll do it in two years, we'll do it in mm -hmm. three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so breaking down these long-term goals into smaller, to smaller goals. Yeah. And I, I guess also those, those meetings that you have on a regular basis is also a way for you to engage the staff. Right? Yeah, and I think it's a way as well to force yourself to get out of the business. Mm -hmm. So we, we often go to physically to a different location and we'll have, it's just one day every three months um, where our leadership team can sit down together and just talk about strategy because otherwise you just, you never end up doing it. Um, it becomes this thing that you always yes. plan to do yes. or you kind of do on holiday when you're not, yeah, when yes. you shouldn't really be working. <laughs> um, but we schedule it in and, we, and again, we've only started doing this in the past kind of nine months maybe and it's really, really made a difference. We had our last strategy day um, yesterday okay. and um, it was surprising because we kind of looked at um, our quarterly goals and we ticking them off and we're like, oh, okay, we're actually, we actually are achieving these things, even though sometimes it feels like we're kind of butting our heads against a brick wall. Um, it refreshes you and re-motivates you and, and brings you together as a management team too and makes sure you're all on the same page mm -hmm. because otherwise 
if you don't do that every few months, you just end up going in all kinds of different directions and not really being, you know, heading towards the same goal together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, and I, I guess what, what you're saying is coming from these, all these plans in your, in your head that you could do on holidays or when, when, mm. whenever, but then uh, making sure that you, uh, that you, you, you move forward, that you get things done mm. is, 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 very, is very important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And some people, they have a business and they want to stay that size and that's totally fine. But um, you have to, you still have to keep that going, yeah, right? And you exactly. have Whatever to keep the is, sales you going. Need, you just need to yeah. move forward at least step one and then step two and then step three. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's your big dream? Um, I think uh, my, like personally for my business, mm-hmm. the dream would be that um, I have a team that doesn't need me to be there all the time um, because I am one of those people that I'm, I'm good at starting something um, and I love building a team and I mm-hmm. really love managing my team. But I would also like to know that it will continue on without me because I don't, what I'm afraid of is um, if I get sick or if I'm not here one day, will it can keep going on without me? And so my dream personally for the business is that um, I don't have to be there in the future if someone else wants to take over and continue it forward. Um, particularly as we're in Cambodia and you know our, um, our, my co-founders are Cambodian and um, it's really about Cambodian women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from the impact side of things, um, we have like a really big long-term kind of vision um, where we want to see 1 million people who are earning an income from women's businesses. So we want to say by 2030, um, we can see the very tangible impact of the women that we've supported have scaled up and they've created jobs and increased incomes for families and that's impacted more than a million people. So that's wow, our, that's our long-term, <laughs> our very big, that's definitely not in the quarterly goals. <laughs> that's like the 10-year vision, mm-hmm. but yeah. The big, hairy, audacious goal. Exactly, yeah, yes. That's, that's, a very good, that's a very good goal to have. Mm. And I want to come back to something we talked about at, at the beginning. Uh, you were saying that as an entrepreneur, you always think about work all the time, mm. but you need to establish those some boundaries yeah. at one point. So, how do you manage, you know, to find that balance between private and uh, business life? I'm really bad at it. Because, <laughs> do you need um, a coach, maybe? Uh, potentially. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm getting better at it as a result of having been so bad at it, I think. Um, and I'm also probably not a very good example because my partner is also an entrepreneur. So oh. that means we're, we're just as bad as each other. And when we go home, there's not, you know, that other person who can kind of support you through the stressful times because you're both going through the stress together. and. Um, there's really kind of no break from it unless you physically go away mm-hmm. and, and have a very, very forced break. So I think I've realized that the best way for me to manage it is to schedule in the breaks. Um, and I'm really lucky. I try to like I have mentors and people who kind of keep me accountable to that. Um, and I've learned a lot from having burnt out mm-hmm. multiple times and having learned about what I do wrong and also working with entrepreneurs, you know, seeing how much that kind of thing affects you. Um, and the energy can only keep going for so long before mm-hmm. it runs out. And yes. so if you need to keep that going, I've just realized that even if I'm 
really energetic and motivated, things are going great, I still have to force myself to have time off and have a break. Yes, yes. Because otherwise I just don't know I'm burning out until it happens. Yes. Um, and then really like just classic stereotypical things like exercise. Like if I didn't exercise every day, then I would probably go insane. So having those, you know, having those like really structured routines that mm -hmm. like force you to get your head out of it mm -hmm. um, is really important. And we're really lucky, like when you're an entrepreneur, you do it because you love it. And I, I do something that I love talking about and, and working in every single day. And therefore I have to be very disciplined with forcing myself to take a break from it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I, totally, I totally relate, relate mm. to that, it's, it's the same. You, you talk about, about routine, do you have a morning routine? Yeah, I, um, I exercise first thing in the morning um, because by the end of the day, I am so tired mm -hmm. and I'm still kind of thinking about, you know, all these things and I'm, or I might have to go to a networking event. Mm -hmm. um, and I find it really difficult to get up in the morning. And you know how people exercise yeah, yeah. early in the morning and they always say I'm not a morning, morning person. Um, I just forced myself to be. And yes. so I, because I feel like if I, first thing I do is I go and I exercise, um, I feel like I've achieved something. And I feel like I have started the day not thinking about work and not on my emails. I've had like an hour at the gym where I'm not thinking about anything else other than like how difficult it is doing mm -hmm. like 50 burpees or whatever. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I've achieved something. I've started my day well and I like have a bit of energy and I feel good about myself mm -hmm. because I did something for myself. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's a good way to start my day and yes. then I can get into it. Whereas if I wait until the end of the day, I just don't want to go. I just want to go and have like a beer or something yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like yes, calm yes, down. Yes, yes, I understand, I understand. It's the same for me. I love uh, getting up in the morning. I used to get up so late and mm. I, changed, I changed and I discovered the power of getting up in the morning, mm. taking my time, having my coffee, having my big breakfast, then going to exercise, mm -hmm. usually in, in, in the morning. Yeah, it just, it just, preps me for the day. Like yeah. I feel I feel ready. I have not to talk about work. I have not yeah, maybe I've it's time about for yourself. A bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean you always are. Yes. But it's time for yourself yes. when you yeah. kind of like yeah, you're doing something nice for yourself and um, something that's just completely separate and like a lot of people meditate in the mornings mm -hmm. and I've just I just can't I'm just one of those people who's never really been able to. So I found that doing exercise that's intense enough that like doesn't allow me to think about other things has been, it's a really good way to like clear my mind at the beginning of the day. I think it makes me a lot more productive too. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree with that and holidays. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had known everything that you know now, mm. okay, what would you have done differently as a business owner? Um, uh, I would've not expect, I don't think I ever expected things to be easy, but um, I probably would've taken better care of myself or okay. put plans in place to do that. Um, I also would've, wouldn't have kind of kidded myself and said that I'm not gonna let this take over my life or I'm not going to let this affect my relationship or mm. anything like that because mm. at the end of the day, you know, that's just not really, it's just not possible. I think you have to kind of say like, I'm willing to, you know, I'm really willing to invest my entire life into this for the next couple of years um, whilst 
having boundaries in place, but also just having the right expectations. Mm -hmm. um, because I see a lot of people who start a business and they're very excited. Um, and that is really, really great, but uh, they're going to kind of be brought down very quickly as yeah. well. Yes. And so having the, expect the right expectations in place um, and being prepared for that and planning to take time off in advance mm -hmm. and um, knowing when you're pushing yourself too far and also like surrounding yourself with people who will keep you accountable and call you out when, you know, when you're working until midnight every night, you need someone there to say like, I know that you're feeling good right now, but this is not sustainable and mm -hmm. you need to mm -hmm. kind of take a break. Um, yeah, and I would probably get uh, some more regular mentors. I went through periods where I would... Good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think having, having a mentor, actually more specifically having a coach, mm -hmm. things really changed for me when I got a coach. Um, and not and someone I have people who mentor me around business, but then I also have a coach who kind of keeps me accountable more personally as well. And um, I think people get to the point where they think that they, you know, I've started this many businesses and I'm this successful and whatever, but they don't realize that you, you need that person to keep you accountable yes. and to check in with you and um, to really keep you aligned with like why you're doing this in the first place and yes. what are your goals personally and for your business, mm -hmm. because otherwise you just get so lost in it all. So I think, yeah, that was my long-winded explanation of I think I would probably have gotten a coach earlier but I I would have surrounded myself with more mentors not just ones who like could tell me about a business model but people who really ha could have a longer term relationship with and would keep yeah, me accountable yeah yeah mentors mm. played a, an important part also in my in my I think that any life. like anyone who's really gotten to a certain point in their business I feel like most of them will tell you like a mentor is such an important part of it regardless of what business you have or what mm -hmm. what kind of business or how big the business is mm -hmm. um it's such an important you just need to know that someone's kind of got your back mm -hmm. and is there to give you that advice yeah. and, mm. so so then it brings me to my to my final question would that be the the, the main advice you would give to those wannabe entrepreneurs or those current entrepreneurs those people who are, are mm. listening to us today yeah definitely because people always uh, they start something and they think that their idea is the best idea in the world. Um, but it is. And it is. <laughs> like, and then you should, you should definitely like go ahead and do it. Um, however, there are so many people that have been doing it for, I mean, I've only been doing this for like five years. There are people who've been doing this for a much longer period of time than you. And you need to like be very humble mm -hmm. and put your ego aside mm -hmm. and ask for help and ask for advice and just, yeah, try to um, build that community. That's probably the best thing that you can do for yourself and also for your business. Just don't pretend to know everything because like other people have made the mistakes before you. So allow don't them to tell way. them, yeah, yeah, allow them to tell you what mistakes they've made so you don't make the same ones. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a great advice. Thank you very much for this very interesting no conversation, Celia. Thank you very much for watching. I hope you have enjoyed this uh, discussion and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.